Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We'll be right back with today's guest, but we want to give a shout out to our partners, the Global Community of Women in High School Sports, Vital Signs Wall of Fame, We Coach, and the Florida Coaches Coalition. You heard me say many times before, these are four great organizations. You should really add them to your network. And now, don't hit that fast forward button. Stay with us for the next three minutes. We're going to give our sponsors a shout out. These are all companies that I used as an athletic director. You should be using them too. Here we go. We want to say thanks to Gipper for their support. Gipper is the official social media graphic solution for us. And if you go to Gipper.com, you're going to see how to create custom content for your school's social media channel. Uh, it's so easy, even I can do it, and it helps you promote your teams, your programs, and your entire department. Go to Gipper.com, see all the testimonials from 3,000 and more college and high school athletic directors that love Gipper, just like I do. Go to Gipper.com for more information. That's Gipper.com. We also want to say thanks to Hometown Ticketing, the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. Go to hometownticketing.com. You're going to find digital ticketing with more, more support, more security, more customization. Talk to the folks at hometownticketing.com and find the best solution for your online ticketing needs. We also want to thank Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo to see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Their products not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. That's sidelineinteractive.com. We also want to say thank you to Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. They're great ways to display your school record boards for all the teams, your school's Hall of Fame, and to tell your school's unique story, highlight your proudest moments. Go to vitalsignswalloffame.com. Mention this podcast, you'll get a nice discount. vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to say thank you to Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years, but when I became an athletic director, I made sure our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that allowed them to coach our kids up to their highest level. Go to Huddle.com. See why we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users. Turn your school into a Huddle school. We'd also like to thank Home Campus. Home Campus is the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, coaches tracking, and a whole lot more. As an AD, I used Home Campus every single day. I know you're going to love it, too. Go to homecampus.com. That's it, homecampus.com to get started. We also want to say thanks to our friends at Snap Mobile. Go to snapraise.com. That's the website, snapraise.com. Check out their entire suite of platforms designed to help you do your job better. Of course, there's SnapRaise, their fundraising platform, hands down the best one out there. But there's Snap Store, Snap Connect, Snap Manage. To see them all, go to snapraise.com. Snapraise.com. 
And we want to say thanks to Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and an affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic Surveys connects you with the 2%, but they also connect you with the 98% that supports your program. That's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. That's athleticsurveys.com. Check them out today. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Educational AD Podcast. We're staying right here in Florida today, and we're going to be visiting with Kelsey Whalen. She's the athletic director at Lakeland High School, which is in Lakeland, Florida, the central part of the state. Uh, we connected this summer, uh, and I thought she'd be a great guest for the podcast. So here we are. Kelsey, welcome to the Educational AD Podcast. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. <laughs> Well, you and I were talking before the recording. You're part of the, you know, Polk County School District. Uh, we've got a lot of connections down there, but let's talk about you. Uh, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So give us that quick bio, where you were born, where you grew up. Maybe take us up through your own high school and college days, and then we'll take our first break and then come back and hear more about your career. But what's the Kelsey Whalen origin story? Sure. Yeah, no, I'd love to share. So I actually was um, born, raised, lived in the exact same house for my whole childhood um, in Winter Springs, Florida. So I'm not too far away. It's about an hour and a half, um, depending on that Orlando traffic, um, from where I currently am now. But um, like I said, Winter Springs, Florida. So I went to the um, elementary, middle, and high school in the city. Um, our high school there was Winter Springs High School. I actually grew up as a product of um, both parents being my being teachers. So um, we are all educators in our household. Um, so I, <laughs> sorry. What did, um, what did I tell you? It wouldn't be a podcast. Right. <laughs> it's how it goes, huh? Um, but as I was saying, I am a product of um, education and both my parents were in education. They taught at the local schools, at the elementary and middle school. So once I got to high school, I felt like I could finally kind of find my independence. But, um, you know, we it was a smaller town. So, um, but yeah, Winter Springs High School, great place. I played um, softball and volleyball when I was there. Um, but I did end up just branching off to playing volleyball because it got to the point that I had to choose just one. Um, so I loved playing um, high school volleyball. We actually went to the state championship my senior year. We did get second place. So that was quite sad, but um, it was a great experience um, and a great way to end off. Um, I did play club volleyball as well. And I coached actually starting in high school. So I was a volleyball coach when I was um, in high school starting. And then my journey brought me to college um, where I played volleyball at Southeastern University. So here in Lakeland. So that's how I got to Lakeland. Um, I ended up playing volleyball for a couple of years, finished out my education with a master's degree and went into teaching um, right here in Polk County. Um, so, yeah, so that's where my experiences are. So. Boy, um, I, I love all the Florida connections. And again, for our listeners you know, who are not from Florida, you know, mm -hmm. hey, that's tough. Uh, um, 
Let's go back to your uh, high school days. You mentioned that you did softball and volleyball. And, and obviously, I am much older than you are. I think my kids are even <laughs> older than you are. But uh, you mentioned that you felt you needed to concentrate uh, on, on volleyball. And this is not a, a, a judgment statement. I'm just curious. Um, as athletic directors, I think one of the things we try to, you know, preach, if you will, to our kids is, is playing multiple sports. Uh, mm -hmm. And we talk about the benefits of multiple sports. Um, certainly there's benefits of, you know, for certain athletes specializing in one. I want you to share your story. You know, what was that process that you were going through as a high school athlete where you made that decision? Hey, I'm going to focus on volleyball. Right. So now things are a bit different. I mean, it wasn't too terribly long ago that I was in high school, but um, now things are a little bit different. And it was not very accommodating to be able to do club volleyball as well as play a spring sport at a high school level. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that the high school wasn't accommodating. It was that your club schedule was so rigorous um, that you weren't able to do both. So that's where I had to make the decision. My my parents and my dad, he was one of my softball coaches growing up. So he loved that I played softball and my brother played baseball. Um, and so he was one of those you know, coaches that love the softball, baseball stuff. So, but he did sit down with me and he said, look, you know, um, you have to really pick one to focus on because volleyball was so um, demanding in terms of club season that it was just too much for me to play softball. If that's what I was choosing or vice versa. I actually stopped playing travel softball going into high school because I liked volleyball better. So volleyball took up my entire year, whereas softball was just that small season in the spring. Um, and I just really wasn't able to give my all to either sport. And since I did want to pursue collegiate volleyball um, and I had told my dad that that's where he encouraged me, you know, to take that path. And so I am very grateful that I did because it got me a scholarship to be able to go to school um, to help pay for that journey. And um, like I said, I just, I kind of had to do some introspective of what I enjoyed the most. Oh, and absolutely. And I think that's one of the messages that we tell kids, uh, you know, hey, championships are great, but what do you like? You know, and if you're passionate about volleyball or soccer or football or whatever it is, you know, hey, you know, knock yourself out. Go ahead and do it. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. And as far as the payoff, sounds like your high school career was not too shabby, you know, state runner up, uh, you know, yeah. pretty good volleyball area. Um what do you remember from that uh, from that season or, or maybe even from the, the state tournament? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it, it feels like it was just yesterday, I guess. Um, but, yeah, no, I just remember me and my teammates. We had a lot of seniors on the team. There was, I think, eight of us that had played together um, for all four years at that point. Some of us played club together. And we just kind of set out as our goal, like, at the beginning of the season, like, hey, why not? Like, we can definitely make it to state. We could win state. Let's, you know pushed through. So I just remember every game was like, that was the goal, even though obviously you wanted to just win that one game at a time, but we were like, no, we have to do our best job. So we want to make it to state. Um, and then when we did go to state, I just remember like, so it's kind of ironic because Lakeland is such a football school, but Winter Springs was not a football school at that time. Um, they actually have not had many years that they've been predominantly um, football dominant. So we actually had like the whole community behind us and us going to state because we were the fall sport that was, you know, the best performing and everyone was super excited to start off the school year with, 
you know, a, a team going to the state championship. So we had buses that were following us. We had tons of fans that came. Um, every even home game that season, our students started a trend of like a theme for the student section. They would dress up, you know, in USA or they would dress up in neon. And so it was super exciting um, just to have that many people behind you and encouraging you. And then, you know, like I said, we came up a game short, but, uh, you know, we lost that last game, but that's okay. We still got runner up. So. <laughs> No, and again, those are the types of experiences that now as an AD, you're trying to recreate at mm -hmm. Lakeland High School for all of the sports. So uh, exactly. Yes. Very cool. Thanks for sharing that. For our listeners, uh, our guest today is Kelsey Whalen. She's the athletic director at Lakeland High School here in Polk County, Florida. We're going to take our first break, but we're coming back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Gipper for their support of the podcast. Gipper is the official social media graphic solution for us. And for schools that use Gipper, it is a game changer. Go to Gipper.com. Check out all the testimonials of the athletic directors across the country, both high school and college, who use Gipper and who love Gipper. Your students are on social media, and if you're not promoting your teams, promoting your athletes and your events, you're really missing out. Go to Gipper.com, mention this podcast, they'll give you a nice discount. That's Gipper.com. Start creating world-class content for your school's social media channel. Welcome back, everyone, to the Educational 80 Podcast. Our guest today is Kelsey Whalen. She's the athletic director at Lakeland High School here in Florida. Kelsey, you took us up through, you know, your college years. Um, and uh, you also I'll mentioned that you did some coaching uh, as a student. Very cool. Share a little bit about uh, your journey that's now brought you to Lakeland High School. What were some of those early jobs that kind of laid the groundwork for taking over the program at Lakeland? Yeah. So um, once I graduated from Southeastern, like I said, I stayed in Polk County. Um, I actually worked at a middle school. So that's where my um, educational um, career in the classroom first started as I worked um, as a ESE and math teacher at a middle school here, Lake Gibson Middle School, which Lake Gibson is actually a rival of Lakeland. So, you know, it's kind of funny when I first um, moved over here, but um, again, I was at the middle school level, so I stayed there for four years of my career. Um, like I said, I was an ESE and math teacher for three of those years. My last year um, there, I was a math coach. So even though it was a different type of coaching, I did come out of the classroom and I was um, coaching from a teacher's perspective um, and helping other teachers um, with their curriculum and their teaching journeys. And then I became the Dean of Students there as well. Um, so I was engulfed into the discipline world, um, which you actually quite literally get engulfed into. I know Absolutely. there are actually some athletic directors who do both and I can't even imagine um, because they are all such um, consuming jobs, but props to them. Um, so after my four years at Lake Gibson, I did decide that I wanted to go to the high school level. I'd always wanted to do high school, um, but just to be frank with you, I was very concerned with doing that right out of graduating college just because of the, the age gap and gaining respect from students and peers um, was a bit more difficult um, when you're in your younger 20s. So 
um, I did decide to make the jump. I saw a job posting for a Dean at Lakeland and I was like, okay, like I'll apply for it, but I'm sure I won't get the job just because Lakeland is such a, you know, prestigious place that's known for like moving up their own people. So I was like, I'm sure they already have somebody, but I was hired like on the spot pretty much. Um, and so I became the Dean here for the past two years. Um, then when coach Collins, who was our previous athletic director, when we found out that he was leaving, he actually approached me and said, you know, you really should consider applying for this job. And I was kind of like, what? Like it really threw me off because probably unlike a lot of other directors or maybe like some other people that I'm not aware of, my coaching experience has not picked back up since when I was in high school and college. I did not coach at a high school level. Um, I did not coach anywhere else. Um, I did not I'm in a meeting. Yeah, sorry. Um, so I did not coach anywhere else um, past that point. I didn't coach high school. I didn't coach club continuing. Um, but I guess what Coach Collins really saw in me is something that I feel like I bring um, as great value into my current position is that I really focused on the school culture when I came here, even as a dean. So the school culture doesn't just include athletics, it includes all the students. Um, so we started a lot of initiatives while I was here just as a dean um, that helped with our school spirit. It helped um, feel like, you know, help students feel like they were bought in to what was happening at Lakeland High School. So when he approached me about that, plus I do have background in athletics, I was like, oh, like, yeah, this would actually be something that I would love to do and carry on. Um, so I did apply for the job. And then over the summer, I was hired into this position. And then, you know, here I am. <laughs> well, having sat in uh, the dean's position myself uh, for a couple of years during my career, uh, I would say that the things that you encounter as a dean um, uniquely qualify you to have success as an athletic director, uh, you know, there's the managing part of being an AD, you know, mm -hmm. scheduling games and buses and facilities and all that, and not to minimize it, but there's also the leadership component, which I think is probably the most important. And as a Dean, you're working with, you know, those kids, you're working with those parents and, mm -hmm. you know, that I think, again, kind of uniquely prepares you for what you're going to find as an athletic director. And, and of course, you know, we don't want to minimize your athletic experience on a, uh, a state caliber, um, you know, varsity team. So very cool. Um, now that you've been, and we're going to take a deeper dive, but uh, I just want kind of a knee jerk reaction. I'm ambushing you with a question. You know, you've <laughs> been on the job now for a couple of months. Okay. Um, what was that first um, you know, 30 days like? Um. Well, in a way, the first 30 days was not too overwhelming simply because it was the summertime. So, you know, we have sports going on, but it's conditioning and preseason stuff. And so it wasn't, it wasn't, I guess, to me, a realistic picture of what the job was going to look like this summer. It really wasn't until school started um, because over the summer, it was simply paperwork. I mean, you're dealing with very minimal phone calls and mostly paperwork. So, um, you know, I was just managing the, the paper, um, the paperwork and getting myself adjusted in that way. But I, I mean, I don't mind doing those type of tasks and I like to consider myself to be an organized person. So, um, so I would say, I mean, it, it helped give me an idea of what I was looking at, but it definitely wasn't the, the full picture of the job right at first. 
Now you, you already mentioned it, Lakeland, you know, a, a very prestigious program, you know, been around for a long time, a lot of success, obviously, you know, you weren't hired to come in and, and rebuild, you know, everything. Right. Um, I was hired for my final job uh, at a private school up in the panhandle. I'm not going to say we were Lakeland status, but, you know, from a private school standpoint, we were a pretty good program and they didn't need me to come in and start putting my touch on everything. Mm-hmm. What was one of the first things that you did as an athletic director with your staff okay, coming on board? So we actually did have a um, beginning of the year coaches meeting with all um, of the staff members for athletics, including our winter and our spring sports. Um, previously, they actually had never all gotten together at the same time. But the reason why it was important for me was because, as I mentioned before, the school culture was something that I really was focusing on. And so the first thing I said to them is that um, from this point forward, our athletes are going to be known as student athletes on this campus, and they're going to be leaders on this campus. Um, So the reason why I called that meeting was because there were some systems that I was adding into what we already had. Um, Like we now have required study hall hours while students are in sports season. Um, Students have to have grade sheets that they fill out at least bi-weekly, sometimes weekly. But I think what we've done with doing that is one of the most important things that I saw that needed to happen. And that's that we've now gotten the school to buy into athletics. And what I mean by that is that our teachers see that our kids care about going to school and their education. So now they're more invested in their athletic careers rather than just writing them off as saying, oh, well, they're just a football player and they're going to be able to get to do whatever they want. That's not going to be the case. So, um, so that's, I think, one of the biggest things. Boy, that sounds like a uh, a workshop for uh, this year's FIAAA conference uh, in May. <laughs> uh, I'm going to let uh, Dan Talbot know about that. Uh, very cool stuff. And you're absolutely right. You know, culture is, is a word. I think it gets used, but I don't think it gets the attention at a school level that you mm-hmm. just talked about. Uh, so very important. Great stuff. Let's go and take another break for our listeners. We're visiting today with uh, Kelsey Whalen. She's the athletic director at Lakeland High School here in Florida. Let's take that break, but we're coming back with more. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to thank our friends at Hometown Ticketing for their support of the podcast. Go to hometownticketing.com. They are the leading digital ticketing provider to schools and colleges. And their staff is going to show you how to set up and start selling your tickets online, not just for athletic events, but things like school plays, school concerts, dances, even graduation. And here's the best part. Every step of the way, you're going to have a dedicated client success manager that's providing hands-on support. That's every step of the way. Go to hometownticketing.com. It's digital ticketing that offers more. We also want to thank our friends at Sideline Interactive, indoor score tables and video boards. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. Schedule a live web demo to see their scoreboards and their score tables in action. Their products not only generate income for your department, but they also create the ultimate game day experience for your student athletes. Probably one of the best purchases I ever made was our Sideline Interactive indoor score table. Of course, we used it for home games, but we also used it for pep rallies, for signing ceremonies. It's tremendously versatile, and their customer service is just outstanding. Go to sidelineinteractive.com. 
Schedule that live web demo today. Hey, so Jake, we actually use hometown ticketing here at Lakeland, and I will say that we very much enjoyed working with them. Um, it is super user-friendly to be able to utilize their platform. Um, their ticketing process has been great and easy um, for our fans to use. And then one of the best things that you did mention as well is that we do have a personalized um, contact who is there to support us for anything that we need. If games change um, and date changes need to happen quickly, we have Alex at Hometown Ticketing and he is awesome. He's on speed dial on my phone. <laughs> you know, that that is so great to hear. Um, I retired as an athletic director really just as online ticketing was taking off. So I never got a chance to personally use Hometown, but I've heard from, uh, I, I know it's hundreds, it might even be thousands of ADs just like you, that say the same thing, that it's so easy to use and the customer service is, is outstanding. That's why I feel comfortable having them as a sponsor. Thanks so much for sharing that. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, uh, again, for our listeners, uh, we're visiting today with Kelsey Whalen from Lakeland High School. Kelsey, uh, one of the things we try to do with this podcast is the idea of sharing best practices. And in the previous segment, you mentioned a couple of things that you brought to Lakeland. Um, again, this is your first year as AD at Lakeland High School. Can you share those, maybe go into a little bit of a deeper dive about what you were thinking and why you felt that these were so very important? Yeah, of course. So those things that you're referring to um, are actually the things that are focused most around the academics for our student athletes. And that's because um, we really want to put an emphasis here on Lakeland moving forward that it's not just an athlete, that they are student athletes. We want to make sure that we increase our pass rates of our ACT, um, SAT courses. Um, and we just want to make sure that these kids are getting to the next level where they should be um, athletic wise, that their grades aren't going to hold them back. Um, so with that being said, when I met with my coaches at the beginning of the year, um, I explained to them how we would have a threshold. Now, obviously, to be eligible to play here in the state of Florida, we have to have a 2.0 GPA. But our threshold for expectation is going to be a 2.8 GPA here at Lakeland High School. Um, now, that doesn't mean that they can't participate if they're under the 2.8, but if they have under a 2.8 GPA, that's when they have to um, participate in a required two hours of study hall each week during their season. Um, so again, this is while they're in season, they need to take that extra time aside to dedicate to their academics. The coaches were all on board with it. They thought that it was great because again, we don't want kids just to be getting by with the bare minimum. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this know that um, a lot of colleges, especially the larger D1 colleges look for your core GPA. Um, so even if students have a 2.0 GPA to be eligible to play, they actually don't have the core GPA to get into that college. So even if they're offered all of the scholarship opportunities in the world, they're not gonna be able to go just simply because of their core GPA. But if we hold them to a higher standard, um, then that will allow them to easily meet those expectations when those scholarship opportunities are put on the table. Along with that, um, the accountability factor for all students um, in all sports while they're in season in our program is they do have to have um, grade sheets filled out by all of their teachers. Now, it could be something um, as simple as just pulling up their portal and showing their coach, but I think that takes away the accountability factor of a student having to walk up to their teacher and say, hey, can you please fill this out? 
Um, and there's a section for the, the teacher to write their grade and then even to provide comments. So those grade sheets get turned directly into their coach who gets to review them, especially if there's comments that they need to know about. And then they come to me for me to keep on file for my records. So I think this also helps bridge the gap for us because we do have a lot of community coaches here at our school. And those community coaches don't have as much access or knowledge to our programs, such as the student portal where students could just flash it real quick and show them. This um, grade sheet keeps it uniform for everybody. It knows what they need to look out for. Um, and then again, it bridges that gap so that the coaches say, oh, well, you're not doing so good in economics, but let me reach out to your teacher and see if there's anything that we can do to help support you as well. And then teachers love to hear from our coaches. Um, so I think we've seen an increase of that communication also. Um, a couple other of the things that go along with that, just as a side note, I made sure at the beginning of the season that I shared all of our fall schedules um, with our teachers so that they could know when the events were coming up. Um, I made sure that I shared with them our coaches' contact information um, so that they could, they could provide that communication and just, like I said, just bridging those gaps between athletics and school. Um, uh, again, from an academic standpoint, making those connections with the faculty. Uh, I, I think most faculty are indifferent at best to athletics. Uh, it's not like when mm -hmm. I was in high school a hundred years ago. Right. Um, <laughs> so being intentional about creating those relationships and again, I understand it's only September. Uh, what has been the feedback so far that you've gotten from the faculty about this new initiative? It's all been positive feedback. I mean, I think at first some teachers were a little bit hesitant because they were like, what do you mean I have to fill out a grade sheet every couple of weeks for all of the athletes in my classes? But then they kind of realized, oh, like, it's only when they're in season. And that really only comes down to like 10 to 15 kids, you know, throughout the school day. I think they realize the value of taking the time because not only are they seeing that the kids are invested more in their academics, they're seeing that they're being held accountable. The coaches are holding them accountable. I have given my coaches free reign to hold a kid out from a um, game if they have a D or an F. Um, now, do all of them take advantage of that? No, but they do have um, the ability that I will support that because you know, a kid's grade could change very quickly. They could get it up higher quickly, but they could also drop lower quickly. Um, so I think the teachers are seeing that there is the accountability factor um, and they're supportive of that. So even if they were hesitant at first, they, they've bought in. Now, um, uh, again, I'm going to say this for our listeners. Uh, you've only been on the job for a couple of months at Lakeland. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like you're coming in here like a tornado and changing everything. Mm -hmm. What's something else that you're looking at maybe to add down the road that you would consider a best practice? So, well, I mean, I, I'm kind of starting it right now, um, laying the, the bricks, but, um, again, this doesn't have to do with interrupting anyone else's day or, um, priorities, but I have asked all of my coaches to share with me who their captains are on the team. And we're going to be having a student leadership team um, here on our campus. So what I would like those student leadership um, candidates to do is to be leaders um, even more so than their other athletic peers in the regard of um, we would like them to be the first ones to volunteer if something needs to be done on campus, um, just for them to be present and out and about. So 
you know, it is kind of difficult to fully start that in a fall season, especially being my first year, especially being the beginning of the school year. But I've started to lay some groundwork um, for a student leadership team and something that we can share with our staff members of something positive as well that's going on within athletics here on our campus. Uh, great idea. Um, as um, one of our goals is to also create some connections and network. If one of our listeners wants to reach out and uh, add you to their network, what's the best way that they can get a hold of you? Sure. So, I mean, I am pretty active on Twitter. That's one of the biggest platforms that we socialize on. Um, so you can find me on there. And then obviously, you know, just via email, um, phone, I'm always pretty much available. So I'm one of those people that keeps my email on my phone, even though some people say that you shouldn't do that. But <laughs> so. Yeah. And I can attest, uh, you know, uh, Lakeland High School, you know, check out uh, that on Twitter. Um, we're going to go and take another break, but we are coming back with some more. So please stay with us. This is the Educational AD Podcast. We want to say thanks to our good friends at Vital Signs Wall of Fame. Go to their website, which is vitalsignswalloffame.com. Check out their interactive touchscreen video consoles. It's a great way to showcase your school record boards for all the teams, for all the sports, also your school's Hall of Fame, or simply tell your school's um, incredible story, its diverse history, and share your proudest moments. The website is vitalsignswalloffame.com. Mention this podcast, you'll get a nice discount. vitalsignswalloffame.com. We also want to thank our good friends at Huddle. Go to huddle.com and change the way you see the game. As a football coach, I used Huddle for years. But when I became an athletic director, I made sure that our school was a Huddle school. And our coaches just loved the tools that Huddle provided that helped them coach our kids up to their highest level. At Huddle, we believe in sports and teams believe in Huddle. Join the 8 million users and turn your school into a Huddle school. We also want to say thanks to Home Campus. Uh, go to homecampus.com. They are the exclusive high school and state association management platform for us. It's also your one-stop platform for things like scheduling, student-athlete eligibility and clearance, and a whole lot more. Go to homecampus.com to get signed up. That's homecampus.com. Honestly, I totally wish Huddle was around when I was in school. We use it here at Lakeland High School, and um, it has been super great. We actually upgraded our package this year um, to the to the large package that allows us to stream everything through Huddle. Um, so we've been really, really happy with that and just couldn't recommend Huddle enough. Like I said, I wish it was around when I was in school and being recruited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. And I, and I hear it a lot. Um, when I when we became a huddle school as an athletic director, I was concerned, would the other coaches like it? And you know, our volleyball, basketball, you know, they all just loved it for those reasons that you just mentioned. Uh, so I'm glad that you're having a good experience too. Yes. Um, Kelsey, one of the topics that we've been talking about on the podcast really since we started this uh, over three years ago has to do with this idea of social awareness. And I know that's a big umbrella, but from your perspective, uh, do you have any advice for athletic directors on how to do a better job of being socially aware for their school and their community? 
Sure. So I really think that something that I found a lot of value in, and this actually goes back to my previous position as well, um, just because it was very relational being in a dean position also, um, and not just relational with the kids, but like you've emphasized, right, the community, and the community is very important. Um, so when I first came to Lakeland High School, we actually didn't have any social media platform that was being used for the school at all. So I approached my administration. I said, hey, I think we should at least have a Facebook, right? Like <laughs> we can at least do a Facebook page and we can post, um, you know, the positive things that are happening on our campus if anyone has questions. And he was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. So started with the Facebook page. Um, last year, prior to me coming, Coach Collins actually created a, a student-led media team. So this specifically focused on our athletics media. Um, now we have a blend of all of those things happening here on our campus. And more than just from a school perspective, I think from an individual athletic director perspective, it's important for you to be engaged on those social media platforms as well, because this is where you can kind of be in the know of what's going on, not just at your school, but in um, the world in general and see, okay, what things might be happening right now that I need to be aware of and that I can translate to my coaches and translate to my students um, and make them aware as well. And I think that being active and involved on social media also allows the opportunity for students to see like, hey, she's just a normal person too. Um, and for me, I really, especially in this position, like to utilize it to um, push those positive things that our kids are doing, whether it's sharing kids highlights, whether it's um, sharing about how our cheerleading team did a community service project this past week. I think that it allows us to really um, put out the good. And I think social media can be a lot of negative, but we can make it what we want to. And I think taking that into our hands has been really powerful. Yeah, another term that we hear uh, used probably too much is controlling the narrative. And <laughs> I, I think a lot of people think about that in a negative way. Oh, something went wrong. We have to control the narrative. There are so many great things that are happening at, at your school, at everyone's school. Uh, you know, kids succeeding, uh, you know, grade point averages, community service projects that as an athletic director, you can control the narrative, what people are talking about right. by giving them things to talk about. And if you don't, what are they going to do? Oh, they're going to talk about that coach. They're going to talk about that. Exactly. Team or the, yes. So very cool. Um, what are some, what's some feedback that you've gotten from student athletes about some of the social media posts that you've put out already for Lakeland? So first of all, they're always so proud and excited when you share something that includes them. Um, they'll always come to you um, or I'll go to them first. I'll be like, hey, I saw your you know, highlights. They're like, yeah, I saw that you shared it. Like, thanks so much, you know? And um, so they just, they give whatever energy you're giving to them, they typically give back to you. So if you kind of like stay in your office and you're just sheltered away, they give that same type of energy. Like, who is this lady? You know, she's supposed to be in charge of our sports. But when you're giving them the energy that you're engaged and involved with what they're doing, they give it right back to you. And and even more so, I mean, they'll even ask you about, you know, oh, hey, I saw you also posted this about your family. Like, did you guys have a good vacation? And, you know, it's not anything super invasive. It's just a basic question, but it shows that they know that you are comfortable and open enough to at least have those you know, relational levels with them um, that you guys can interact positively outside of just sports. Oh, so. Absolutely. We always talk about the importance of building relationships with, with kids, with coaches, with parents. And it's so easy to do with social media, you know, uh, promoting that 
um, you know, those teams that don't get the, uh, the notice right. that much, you know, you're swimming or your cross country golf, et cetera, you know, put a few posts up there, uh, celebrating the kids, uh-huh. um, just being involved with the team and representing the school. And all of a sudden you're a hero and that's not why you do it, but it's a nice bike. Right. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, guys, Kelsey, this has been so much fun spending time with you. I wish we had, uh, more time, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always wrap up with the athletic director's toolbox. Now, this is your first year as an AD, but you're not new to the world of athletics. Uh, We're gonna take our final break. We're gonna hear from Athletic Surveys by Lifetrack who sponsored this segment. When we come back, we're gonna challenge you to send out a brand new athletic director. Hey, you know anybody like that? Uh, On their very first job. Uh, But we're only gonna let you put three things in that toolbox. So let's hear from Athletic Surveys. (laughs) And then we're going to find out what Kelsey Whalen is going to put in her new athletic director toolbox. We want to thank Athletic Surveys for sponsoring the AD Toolbox segment. Athletic Surveys are a quick, easy, and an affordable way for you to collect comprehensive data that allows you to evaluate and improve your entire program. Go to athleticsurveys.com. They're going to create a custom survey that allows you to take the pulse of your parents and your student athletes. Athletic directors already hear back from the complainers, the 2% that want to gripe about everything. Athletic surveys will connect you with the 2%, but they'll also connect you with the 98% that supports your program. And that's a tremendously valuable tool to have when you're talking with a frustrated parent or your principal or your school board. Go to athleticsurveys.com to get started. Let them help you take your athletic program from good to great. Well, it's that time of the podcast. We have been visiting with Kelsey Whalen. She is the athletic director at Lakeland High School uh, here in Florida. Uh, It's her first year as an AD, but she's not new to the world of athletics. Uh, And right now I'm going to challenge her to send out another new athletic director on their very first job, but I'm only going to let her put three things in the toolbox. So Kelsey, what three items are going to go into your new athletic director toolbox? Okay. Well, that's a great question. It is kind of hard to narrow it down to three things because the list really could go on forever. Um, But I really, what comes to mind are the three most important things for me. So the number one thing that's very important that I feel like as a new athletic director is you have to go in with an, you have to have an open mind. Um, So with having an open mind, I mean, you have to be um, ready to learn new things right on the fly, whether it's systems, programs, things of that nature, but also with how you're going to handle situations. Um, I think in a leadership position, that open-mindedness always has to come with a little bit of humility, because even though you're the leader, you might not always know the best way to handle a situation. So not only should you ask questions to those who are above you or who have gone before you, but to listen to your coaches, um, to listen to parents, to listen to the athletes. So open-mindedness would definitely be the first and most important in my opinion. (laughs) So Secondly, um, kind of to piggyback back off of that and something that I've talked a lot about is um, the relationship piece. And I think that it is very important that you build the relationships, but starting from a large perspective and then moving inward, I think that your community needs to know who you are. Um, so not only should you be active on um, 
areas that the community can see you, whether that's social media, whether that's out at youth sporting events, um, any of those places, I think that the community needs to know who you are. And then moving, you know, more specifically into um, your relationships with your coaches, with the school personnel, um, with the athletes and with the parents obviously are very important. Um, so we have open-mindedness, relationships and being relational. And then finally, I think that, um, just bringing up like <laughs> terrible timing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. It wouldn't be a podcast. It's going to be like a minute or two until he's finished. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and pause the recording for our listeners, but we're coming back when the announcements are done. The last tool that I would like to speak about um, is something that just is more near and dear to me, I guess, being a, a younger athletic director in this position. Um, but I think that it could apply to a lot of people, but to be confident. Um, so even though I did speak before that being a leader does come with some humility and obviously you don't want to be cocky, but you would like to be confident um, because you are taking on a large position with a lot of responsibility. Um, and instead of folding under pressure, you always want to make sure that you rise above that pressure. And I think having that tool of confidence does help. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and I'm glad that you finished with that one. And your other tools were great, too. Um, thanks again for spending time with us, Kelsey. I know it's very busy at the start of the school year. Um, one more time for our listeners, if they want to reach out, pick your brain a little bit more, or add you to their network. What's the best way they can get a hold of you? Yes. So um, Twitter on my social platform is probably one of my most used um, platforms. So you can find me, Kelsey Whalen, on Twitter. Um, and then, of course, I'm always available via email or um, my office phone. So, okay. Kelsey Whalen, Lakeland High School. Thanks again for being on the podcast and all the best moving forward. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Oh, oh thank you. You were great. For listeners, um, we upload the Zoom recordings of all our interviews to the Education Lady Podcast YouTube channel. Of course, we appreciate you listening. Come back next time for another great interview and just about every day for new content on the Education Lady Podcast. We'll see you next time.